0: Hello, everybody. This is Jesse Shrek with Practical Missions Cohort here in Northeast Italy, serving the Lord Jesus Christ through evangelism, discipleship, and church planting. Today's update <clears throat> is that it's one of our ten-day updates that we send out about every ten days, just to keep our partners actively involved and engaged with the ministry here, uh, praying for the ministry, seeing the needs of the hour, and so on. And uh, Contributing, playing an active role in uh, this particular mission of the Lord Jesus Christ to these particular people here known as the Italian people. And uh, the title of this update uh, this time around is called Going. And uh, we simply give it that title because uh, we happen to look at the verses today in the update uh, regarding uh, the call of the disciple to be one who is going. And uh, so we'll look at that in just a moment uh, from Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20, uh, just a brief exhortation. And uh, in this update today, we're also going to do a short update about the ministry and ways you can be praying at at this season and this time. And uh, we'll talk briefly about a couple other ways to get involved and different things that are happening. So uh, let's just jump right in uh, to that Bible verse for today and the brief exhortation. Uh, uh, We start with this, uh, Matthew 28, 18 to 20. So much needs to be said there, so much uh, could be said there. Uh, Today we're grabbing, as I mentioned, the idea of go therefore, going, being going and so on. And uh, part of what it means to be a disciple of Jesus Christ is that you are one who intentionally is going into the world with the good news. When, when Christ saved us, when we were born from above, when we were born again, regenerated, and so on, we could have been ushered directly into heaven, into the Lord's presence, and so on, and that would have been great for all of us. That would have been absolutely wonderful. But it's not the plan of the Lord. It's not what He's doing. He's saving us, making us new, and then leaving us here, sending us into our world as witnesses. We're to be going uh, intentionally, uh, and, uh, and we'll get into this in just a moment, uh, but Going uh, in the idea that we're not supposed to be expecting others to come to us. Uh, so we don't see the early uh, disciples, uh, though they did spend a lot of time together, they lived as a community and uh, and shared all things in common and so on. They did not just sit around ultimately and live the good life, so to speak, uh, live the Jerusalem dream or whatever you might imagine. Uh, but they were actually, and then expect people to see, oh, how wonderful that is. We want to be a part too, and we just see how good this is, and we must, we want to know God too. Now, no, they weren't called to, to have that kind of witness on the earth. They were called to intentionally disperse and, and to go. And even at times when they struggled, uh, persecution came, and God used that to scatter them all over so that the gospel would continue going out. And, and still today, after all these years, it is the plan of the Lord that we are going and reaching out to uh this lost world. So salvation is a free gift, but following Christ has its cost. This is one of the points we wanted to make today when we consider, as disciples, we're those who are going. Uh, We have the gift of salvation, and that's why we have desire to obey Jesus and to be going. Uh, That gift is free. We didn't earn it. Obviously, if you're a Christian, you know this. You cannot earn it. Uh, Nothing you do or don't do would satisfy God, would be Uh, pleasing to him. Uh, We're not perfect. Jesus Christ alone is perfect. And uh, if you hear that buzzing sound, that's just because we're in the home office and someone is actually ringing our bell and I'm hoping my wife will go get that, uh, but she may not be hearing that buzzer. Um, But yeah, the gift is free to us, but uh, following Christ is absolutely not free. There's a great cost to that. Uh, and, and Jesus made that cost very clear throughout his preaching ministry, his teaching ministry, uh, what it means to be his disciple. Uh, the reality that we need to deny ourselves, pick up our cross, and follow after him, uh, that, that death is sure, and so on. Uh, so going, it costs us uh, time. As you know, if you go somewhere, there's always time involved in doing that. Uh it costs us energy it takes energy to get places now in our modern times often going just means sitting down and then hitting a gas pedal or something like this and then we're we're brought to another place but even in those times they had horses or camels or something like this and they would sit down and then the horse would do the work but it still it cost you energy because to not fall off the horse or the animal you got to hold steady you got to be you know using your muscles and so on and to drive on the road you got to have your eyes focused uh, there's a stress involved to that Uh, But then ultimately, the, the going to individuals requires your time and your energy of walking and being present, intellectually present, heartfelt presence with them and so on. So it costs us time, it costs us energy, and in many cases also finances. Uh, uh, that's definitely true. When you needed to buy a horse or a camel, it would cost you to purchase that animal, to feed that animal, to clean that animal, care for that animal, and so on. Today we have vehicles; we get around a lot with that, and we need to put fuel in it. Here in Italy, it's six or more dollars a gallon to do that. Uh, there's insurances and all this other stuff. There's 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 literally finances involved in going. And then down to the to the the small scale, even going from house to house and going different places, uh, you need to pay for parts. Parking, you need to uh, uh, do all kinds of different things to get to the individuals and so on. Uh, so, uh, in, a, in addition, for many uh, throughout history, we also see going uh, meant certain death. Uh, many of the missionaries of the past would go, and they would pack their belongings, pack their their possessions, their books, whatever they had, into a, a pre-made coffin because they knew within a certain amount of time they would be dead, or they would either be persecuted there, or they would die of a disease there, or something like this. And so they would. Death was just certain. And uh, today we're a little bit less in touch with the reality of death just because of medical advancements and so on, and we don't die as easily or as quickly as before uh, and so on. But death is always a sure thing. And and for many, even now today, if they want to stand for Jesus Christ, in certain countries, uh, death is is sure to come your way or torture, rape, abuse, all kinds of different things. Uh, There's a cost, is what we're saying. Uh, Going has its cost. And and for sure, uh, one thing we could say is that Uh, we're not called as Christians to isolate ourselves. Uh, Now, this is becoming more and more a problem in the church as technology advances, and we have things like this podcast, we have uh, uh, YouTube and different things. People actually can be tempted to feel they don't need to go to church. They can listen to messages and be edified, listen to worship music and sing along, and that that is sufficient. Uh, But there are clear, many clear uh, commands of scripture, one another type commands that you simply cannot obey, which means you are sinning or living in sin if you're not part of the body of Christ, if you're not intentionally committing yourself to another group of believers, uh, receiving the blessings they have to offer you and giving of your time and resources to them as well and being uh, together the body of Christ. <clears throat> uh, but So we're definitely not called to isolate ourselves and, and be alone. And even as a church bodies, though, this can happen where we isolate ourselves from the rest of the world. And we've seen even uh, cult-like Churches, or churches become legalistic and so on and, and they decide we don't want to become stained by the world so we isolate ourselves from it and we live like a little cult in this thing and, and we don't want to be influenced by the world. Uh, but that's totally wrong as well. As Christians, we're called to impact the world. We're called to be salt and light in the world and to live among them just as Christ, a good missionary, the greatest missionary, came and came among the people uh, and, and into the, 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 the sinners' lives and present with them to be salt and light, to preach the gospel and point them towards salvation and so on. so that's, that's true for us today. We, we need to be going. We cannot expect the lost to come to us. Now, there are cultures, some more, some less, where it's still normal and acceptable practice uh, for non-believers to be welcome in a church function, to come and to hear the word. Uh, we think of those times when uh, George Whitefield, uh, one of the greatest evangelists and preachers of all history, church history, uh, going out, preaching the gospel, even guys like Benjamin Franklin, absolutely refused to believe in his message, but he loved to listen to Whitfield preach. He was was attracted to that. So he would come and actually hear him preach. And we don't know the final result if if he ever did put his trust in Jesus Christ and repent of his sins and be saved, uh, Benjamin Franklin. But in any case, he would come and he would hear. And that was a normal kind of thing. It was acceptable at that time to come and hear. Still today in America, less and less, I think, but it's still acceptable. It's still a known practice. Anytime you want, you can show up in a church building and hear the word preached, no problem. Places like uh, Europe or here in Italy where we're post-Catholic culture, post-modern culture, there is no normal practice of coming to hear a preacher or anything like this, to hear the Word of God that way. You absolutely cannot expect people to come to you. And that takes us back to the original command Christ gave His disciples. You are to be going, going to them. That should be a normal part of your life. Disciples were called to live intentional with the people around us, to be a witness to them. Uh, of course, we need to live rightly so they see our words uh, are, are true, so they under they take seriously our gospel preaching, our witness. Uh, but just living nice and being good is not, is not sufficient in itself. And I often say, if you just live nice and good and you're smiley and happy and peaceful and so on, they may just be tempted to think you're gay or something like that. You actually need to be one who's opening your mouth and looking for intentional ways to open a discourse or turn a discourse to the reality of the gospel, how Jesus fulfills all things, and how we need Him as a, as a Savior uh, because we have sinned and so on. Uh, so we're intentional. We need to be going to them. Uh, at times, we go alone. Uh, at times, we go together. But as we live out what it means to be the body of Christ, we can rest assured that Jesus Christ is indeed with us. That's the great motivation we have. He's with us. And He said, I am with you always until the end of the age. It is because He has gone before us to the cross and is now with us by means of the Holy Spirit that we find the ability to respond to this call and command that He gives us to go. We can do that with joy because He's with us now and His Spirit has filled us. And I know from personal experience, years and years of doing evangelistic work and missions work, Nothing gives me greater joy, nothing gives me greater excitement than the simple moments I have to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ, to talk with sinners, to tell them the way of salvation, to help them see the reality before a holy and righteous God who is going to judge the world uh, and to point them to Jesus Christ, to repent and to trust in Him, to implore them to do this. Nothing gives me greater satisfaction, even when they reject it, even when they make fun of me when I do it. There's still such a satisfaction in that, and there is something special about this command that he gives us. This call he gives us to go to the lost uh, that gives us great joy. It really is a wonderful thing. And the challenge for all of us today is: How are you? How are you intentionally going to the lost? Does that fit in your agenda? Does that fit in your schedule? Uh, is that ever on your mind? That. You need to be intentionally going to the lost, looking for open doors to proclaim the gospel, creating ways to get open doors for the gospel to be preached and so on. What role are you playing to be personally involved in Jesus' global mission? He's still saving sinners across the world. He's still desiring his disciples to be made and his church to grow and expand. <clears throat> are you playing your role? Do you know it? Have you considered? Do you have a role to play in the global aspect of Jesus' mission? apart from your local context. And do you know the privilege and the joy that we talked about, that joy of being His witness? Do you know that? The joy of knowing that He is with you, even in the terrifying work, often terrifying work, of evangelism. Do you know that joy? If you don't, we invite you to come be a part of a PMC short-term cohort where you get to be work together as a group doing evangelistic work. Absolutely Scary, yes, but so exciting, such a joy. And I can confirm that over and over. I've heard people tell me uh, all the years of my life, I've never experienced such great joy as when these last 10 days or two weeks when we were doing this group of angels, wow, how, it feels like I'm finally living for what I was made to live for. And, and I've heard that testimony so many times. So you can be a part of that. Uh, if you're part of the ministry through giving and praying, you already are a part of that. And we, 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 we encourage you, be encouraged. Uh, praise God that you're, you're uh, able to be a part and help us reach more people here. But if you want to know more about how you can get uh, personally involved here on the field in a variety of ways, either by teaching English as a second language for uh, several weeks or a couple months, or uh, doing an internship, or doing a short-term cohort, or a long-term missionary for a two-year term or a four-year term, uh, reach out to us, info at practicalmissions.org. You can send us an email, start a conversation, or check out the website also at practicalmissions.org to get more information about these different ways you can help reach Uh, Italy, which is less than 1% evangelical. 60 million people here. Churches usually between 10 and 30 people max. Uh, Sometimes they go more. uh, But that's after long, many, many years and many missionaries sacrificing lives uh, and and, and laboring for a long time to see those realities become uh, what they are. So other ways to get involved. Definitely reach out to us if you're interested. Uh, The short update for today, moving from the exhortation and also the invite now for you to be a part of the mission personally here. Uh, I just want to say this, what do we have here, short update, uh, we're we're waiting on the Lord for more missionaries, and as we do wait on the Lord, uh, in the meantime, we're continuing to apply ourselves to the God-given call, and the command, which we just saw, uh, to go and to evangelize the lost, and make disciples of Jesus Christ, and here we just got, I'll have to delete that, but I just heard some noise come up on the, the thing here as I'm recording, <clears throat> no worries. Back to uh, what I'm saying. Uh, we, uh, as we do that, we're reaching out to the lost, making disciples, uh, continuing on in the work. Uh, we made a new addition to a tract that we created a while back, maybe a year ago. And, uh, and we're personally and prayerfully now delivering this from house to house into all the coffee bars in town. And there's a picture of that below here. Basically, it's a picture of a guy uh, with a cell phone attached to his leg on a chain he's carrying the cell phone on his back it's weighing him down and he's basically a slave to his smartphone a slave to this device and uh, i pondered is this just silly is this a stupid idea Uh, i don't know but as everywhere i go i look around i see old people i see young people everybody whatever they're doing looking at their cell phone attached to it in some way all the time you go to any bus stop any tram stop anywhere you are First thing people do, they pull out of their pocket and they look at their smartphone, they're scrolling. They sit down on any kind of public transportation. First thing they do, everybody's minding their business, looking at this thing. Uh, And and you know from your own experience as well, you're tempted to constantly be looking at it also. There's just so many fascinating things there to call your uh, attention and so on. Uh, But we have a short article. We posted it on the Church Plant website here for the city. And this particular track points people to be able to read that article for free or listen to it because we read it to them as well. <clears throat> and basically it points out that the smartphone is a wonderful thing. The problem is not the smartphone. Uh, we get many great blessings from the smartphone, many great things in our lives, uh, but a lot of bad things come to it also. Uh, people that uh, get addicted to like pornography, uh, bullying uh, happens through the smartphone and the, and the social media and all this kind of stuff, uh, a variety of different things. And then ultimately it points to the reality that, uh, uh, as, as Augustine said, uh, our hearts are are never satisfied until they find their rest in Jesus Christ. And we tell a little bit of His story, how He came to know the Lord, and tell them an uh, exhortation how they can also know the Lord and what that means to know the Lord, how to be saved, and how they can join also in a in a group or to study what is Christianity really. We'll uh, do a short uh, uh, study with us on through the Gospel of Mark to learn more about authentic Christianity. Uh, so pray for that is what we're saying. Uh, Check out the picture if you want. You can see it. Uh, We'll put a link in the show notes uh, to the 10-day update where there's a picture of that particular track that we made, and we're now uh, sending out uh, on a daily basis and uh, getting some feedback from, which is great. Uh, uh, Side note here on evangelism, uh, I got a call just uh, two days ago from a guy um, who got this track, and then he he called right away wanted to talk, and really weird conversation, strange guy, Uh, but we talked uh, about 45 minutes or so on the phone. And uh, I was a bit discouraged because the guy's so lost. I mean, this guy—he uh, uh, was adamant that humanity is getting better, sin is not a big deal. That's that's old mentality. Uh, we don't need to worry about sin. Uh, we're not really sinful. We're not that bad. Humanity is pretty good. And so he really didn't think he was a bad person at all. Humanity in general is getting better and better. This is the thoughts of this guy, which goes contrary to the gospel message. We need to understand our sin more before holy God, before we'll ever repent of our sins and trust in Christ to be saved, the only way to be saved and so on. Uh, at the same time, this guy, is, he's so far out there. His name is Renato. And that actually means, Renato means uh, born again or newborn. Uh, and a very interesting name, and clearly this man uh, till now has not yet been born again, and uh, but he actually was proclaiming to me that uh, he's getting special revelations from Abraham, and Abraham is accompanying him in spirit uh, to write the Bible according to Abraham, and uh, very far out there, very uh, you know wild kind of guy, uh, but in any case, by God's grace, we're able to proclaim what the gospel actually is to this man, encourage him to repent and to trust in Christ and uh, to really consider his ways and and what he's saying because everything he's saying contradicts Scripture, clear teaching of Scripture. And he's getting special revelations, likely uh, either uh, demonic influence or even possessed uh, of a demon and uh, of an ill spirit. And uh, so very, very scary conversation. Uh, And next day, uh, a guy talked to him and uh, he had no problem admitting his sin at all. He was not far, as Jesus would say, from the kingdom. Uh, when we began talking about spiritual things, he said, oh, yeah, the problem, you know, it's in here. He's pointing to his heart. Uh, man is the problem. I said, you're absolutely right. We we have sin, all of us, and that's the problem. And God is holy. He's righteous, and he's a judge, and so on. And so this man was much more ready, much more eager. He eagerly received uh, a, a more in-depth gospel tract that we gave to him. His name is Antonio. And... Uh, And he's going to be uh, reading that, and then hopefully, Lord willing, we'll be getting together again to to continue that conversation. Uh, So two totally different situations, and that's the thing with evangelism. Too often what happens is we encounter the first guy, and we say, oh, we can't evangelize. it's bad, a bad idea. It's scary. Let's just not evangelize. Uh, The next day, though, you never know who you're going to meet, and uh, we have to remember. Jesus has sheep, and they hear his voice, and they believe, and they they, they recognize his voice, and they come to him. He's calling people unto himself, and it's our privilege. It's our honor. It's our uh, blessing God gives us to be able to go out and be a part of what he's doing uh, through evangelism. So, uh, side note that is. uh, uh, Another prayer, if you could join us for this, a prayer request. Apart Yeah, there's the tracks. Please pray with us uh, for daily open doors with those that God would use them and save entire families, you know, husband, wife, kids, individuals, all kinds of people that He would use it to, to build a church here in this area, to gather people around His Word that humbly bow before Him, want to live for Him and honor Him, and sing His praises and so on, uh, and be His witnesses as well. Uh, pray for that to happen here in this city, Mestre. Uh, this Sunday, uh, another update here is uh, Jesse will be, that's me, will be officially installed as uh, the pastor of the Puntafutur. Punto di Ruche church plant uh, started by uh, fellow missionaries about two years ago in the Udine city. Uh, Ken and his wife Ruthanne will be returning to the U.S. at uh, the 31st of this month, October, and this is our last time all together uh, on a Sunday to worship the Lord. And uh, so this Sunday there'll be an official installation service uh, for me to. Uh, be recognized as the, the the new pastor of this church, to carry it forward into its next season, uh, to shepherd these folks and, and teach and preach the word of God and so on. Uh, so I'll be overseeing that flock uh, while serving at the same time, uh, full time here in this other city, Mestre, which is about an hour and a half away. So here we go again to the reality that we read even in our, our exhortation today from uh, Matthew 28 about going and so on. Uh, <clears throat> here we have an hour and a half distance and uh, it's our privilege though. Uh, that's how Christians were supposed to see things, to serve others Uh, we live to serve others for the glory of God we glorify God by joyfully serving others by the power of his spirit uh, with joy and gladness and so on so the opportunity was given to us and and we joyfully received the opportunity to to do it but it cost us uh, for sure it cost us we feel it every time we drive out there hour and a half drive with a family in a car I don't like driving in particular makes me a little nervous Uh, but it is better than a horse uh, so I'm happy about that Uh, a horse would be a really hard ride and a long one <clears throat> um, so join us in prayer. This is our request. Uh, in light of that, that we'll now be overseeing that flock. E- e- while staying here, we believe the Lord would have us stay here, at least for now. We, we're not convinced He wants us to leave in any way, but we still have faith that the Lord is doing something here in this city, and, and soon we'll see a, a group officially gathering uh, around His Word. Uh, so pray for us, though, as we do this and we take on this task uh, for God's provisions. Uh, so we can shepherd uh, this young church plant well. Pray for financial provisions for us, if you could. We would really appreciate that. Just gas itself is six dollars a gallon, over six dollars a gallon, which is a good price in here in Italy. It was a seven or eight or nine a couple years ago. Uh, but please pray for that for us, if you could. Uh, and God does provide. He hears your prayers. He answers them. I'm still amazed uh, over twelve years now here serving in Italy, and the Lord has always provided one way or another uh, through His people, uh, which is amazing. Uh, pray for energy for us. That God would provide energy we need for the commute. Uh, right now we're. Going Going out early Sunday mornings and spending as much time there as we can till we get back to uh, this city in the afternoon. Uh, but Lord willing, we'll also be doing something here in the afternoon, and we'll really need that energy as well uh, for the people here. Uh, but then also midweek, every other week, we're going to be going out to do uh, lead a, a home gathering in the week to do Bible study, prayer time, probably eat a pizza together, and. Uh, Pray for energy for those commutes. Uh, pray for wisdom and grace. Anytime there's a transition uh, from one leader to another uh, in a church, uh, there's always a, a delicate time there. Uh, temptations to change things or do things differently have to be put aside just for the stability of the body. And and, and then uh, there's always a, a growth naturally in a church plant like this where things are continuing to progress and, and become more clear and everything and, 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 and so on, and new people are always coming in and out and so on. But pray for uh, wisdom and grace to lead uh, uh, for a smooth and fruitful transition. Uh, so far, things are going uh, absolutely fantastic, and we praise God for that. Uh, and pray for, lastly, uh, provision of more missionaries uh, to serve two- to four-year terms, and they can actively, tangibly help uh, with these two church plant efforts uh, for just one couple to do it, it's more than any one couple can handle. It, it's Plus it's spiritual work, it's complex, and there's so much there. Uh, helping hands would be a great, great blessing. And uh, So the Lord prayed, uh, or commanded us to pray. Pray for more laborers to be sent to the harvest. Here there is a harvest to be had, more laborers are needed. So we invite you, uh, get before the Lord and please pray for us, uh, that God would mercifully, graciously send good quality folks to come play a part of that role in that way as well and uh, we'll wrap up here before we go too long today uh, always check out the the pmc blog practicalmissions.org slash blog we try to put stuff up there about once a month or so just something that is fruitful and edifying and useful uh, try to connect to missions related work uh, things like that short-term cohorts we have some dates available uh, for 2020 uh, in particular there's five different groups considering seriously uh, we can't take all five and probably all five wouldn't work out uh, but if we get at least two that would be phenomenal that would be really good for one in june and one in july would be great uh, we have another group from uh, missouri we're making plans it'll probably be more of a vision trip at this point is what it seems and so we're going to do something uh, towards the end of may with them also will be a fruitful time we trust uh, so uh, if you want more information about vision trips check that out uh through the show notes we'll put a link there for that as well uh Any other kind of mission trips through PMC uh, to Italy, we'll have links to that on the show notes, and you can check it out on the website. And then uh, in particular, we also have uh, special opportunities for someone inclined to administrative-type work. Uh, Good with that. Uh, There's many different ways you can help uh, use those kind of skills here in Italy to help the mission. And uh, also an ESL outreach director. We would love to be able to tangibly show the gospel also by offering free English courses uh, throughout the year and uh, getting... uh, Different missionaries here, or from the states, to come over and serve in different capacities, but to get involved in that, uh, helping teach English, building relationships, being a positive witness for uh, the church plants for Jesus Christ, and uh, building relationships that lead to the gospel naturally because you're here to serve Jesus. Uh, great, great opportunity. So, if you know someone who's interested, uh, let them know about that, and uh, we'll. We'll, we'll trust the Lord to uh, direct hearts according to his will. Amen. Uh, so thanks for your personal love, your prayer support. Uh, we greatly appreciate you guys. If you're a partner, thank you so much. You're a part of this work and we we value you. And uh, pray for God's blessing on you every day. And just like Jesus driven to his cross, we here at PMC, we drive ourselves as well, by his grace, to this singular task of church planting in Italy exclusively. Till the next time, guys. God bless. Ciao, ciao.